We've got the NBA show coming up. It's usually about quarter to eight, eight o'clock on a Tuesday night. We also put it out through the podcast, Aussies on NBA. You can get it on Spotify. Now, I've got Sneaky Pete from the dark web and the NBA Oracle with me, and we're going to do our show. So, Sneaky Pete, are you there, mate? Season's greetings. How you going, mate? Yeah, right. What's a sport on? Oh, mate. It's a sports lover's delight right now, isn't it? Having a ball. Yeah. Uh, just before we get into too deep into the NBA, what did you think about that couple of overs of that bowler from Australia? Bowling. <laughs> what a debut. I like him. Yeah, he's got a bit of... It's like a better Peter Siddle. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I like him. I can't put my finger on it, but yeah, big fan. Sneak, we're also joined by the Oracle. Oracle, are you there, mate? Uh-oh. Matty, Pete. How you going? Yeah, good. I also watched a bit of the uh, the cricket. You know, I'm going to the game um, in Sydney. Lucky it's day two, so hopefully there'll be some action then. Yeah. The game won't be finished. Is it true you're going to have a streak? Well, only if um, we have another bowling performance like that. Wow. On the mid-strengths. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It just doesn't happen anymore, does it? Come on. Uh, now, there was another amazing feat today uh, in the NBA, Oracle. Uh, yeah. I think it was Jar Morant's game winner to, to beat the Suns. Did you happen to see that? Oh, what a magic play. Um, oh. Saw that just with five seconds to go. Devin Booker hit the shot that we thought might have sealed it for them. Yeah. And then John Morant, I still don't know how he got it up there. I've looked at it so many times. I don't know how he got it through those trees there. But somehow, magically, got the ball through with 0.5 seconds left. What an absolute legend he is. I think it's hang time. He's just got so much hang time. And... He's willing to shoot the ball in an unusual way and still get it. He must have amazing dexterity and, and aim because he can just make a shot where it's, it can't be a practice shot. His body's off center. It's, he, he's falling away while he's jumping, got some contact and, and just hangs and finds a spot and just boom, nails it. Unbelievable. I think there's a little bit of... The Grizzlies were going so well without him. Yeah. You know, they're up to, what, fourth seed or something now. He comes back and he says, you know what, this is still my team. This is still well, a Jar Morant can, show here. You know, can I just, he just put yeah. his stamp on it again. Sneak, we've been watching, you know, this team, and Desmond Bain has been absolutely <laughs> carving it up. And You were an early, you know... I do set the trends, don't yeah, I? Yeah, early adopter. Now... Jar, yeah, coming back saying, you know, this is still my team. Yep, very good. Bain scored 32. Pete, I actually think these two are in contention, uh, contention for the best one-two guard punch hey, in the I'm, NBA. You're missing, a, you're missing a beat here. What? Dylan Brooks as well. He didn't play today. True. But got a, you got, he's got to factor into that, that equation. They're the real deal. Yeah. With, with Adams... There's a real deal. So let's throw the real deal back at the Oracle. Oracle, that they let the Suns back into the game by letting Booker have an open three at the top of the key 
to put the Suns up by one. Terrible defense for well, closing. Dylan Brooks comes in closing out a game. Yeah, mm. okay, good point, Pete. But I tell you what, they make it hard for themselves. Yeah, they they, they let the Suns score thirty eight in that last quarter there. You know, and, and that's been a staple of their game with Jar out has been that that defense has no gaps in it. So you know. Um, they do have a very deep team, and uh, Suns and the Warriors have looked unbeatable lately, so they get one on them. Um, Away. Yeah. yeah. It's a, another impressive performance by uh, the young No players. eight on that has to be acknowledged. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it, Pete? Like, as we're looking through some of these games, you're seeing, like, in, in the Celtics game today, I think uh, all of the... Um, Starters were out for Minnesota. I think they had nine overall yeah. and Celtics as well. It's just hard to get a read on who's playing and who yeah. should win those games. Javal McGee. There's going to be something going on with the the gambling. Have you noticed that this year that there's more gambling in the league, the NBA? Is there? Yeah. They're all, teams are affiliating themselves with DraftKings and things like that. And that's all. Like they're bookmakers. And gambling's getting... um getting de- uh, decriminalized in a lot of states and regulated the information these days would be premium like how if you got the heads up of covid coming down on someone or someone entering to protocols my goodness that information is golden okay pete hey hang on pete i'm just going to put my conspiracy hat on right now what happens if you knew someone that had covid that went in and signed in at a place to make a player a close contact, like and actually yeah. started well, doing crazy. that. Like you could, you could well, because the lack of, because of how easy it is to go into protocol, <laughs> like mm. anything is possible. Anything is possible. And today, in saying that, who would have given the Timberwolves a chance today, even with Tatum out? I did. You did. <laughs> With hey, like know, with a no, I, with a starting five of of who? <laughs> you had Al Horford well, back. Well, you had, you know had Jalen Brown. You know what? Um, one of the the heroes of this game was a one uh, Greg Monroe. I don't know if you remember him. Uh, and he was asked, uh, "Did you know any of these players on your team?" And he said, um, "The guy that like shot so well, and he didn't never even heard of him." And the coach had just met Munro 30 minutes before the game. Like, who no would have had playing. the overs on on Nathan Knight? <laughs> plus yeah, well, I plus like 31 and a half stats. <laughs> you would have paid off oh. your mortgage if you landed that. <laughs> I like the look of that play, I'll tell you that. That's yeah. what's good. If you like, It's like the, G, the NBA G at the, yeah. at the moment. Well, it, you know, it, I think there's going to be a few, you know, um, guys that, you would never have expected now suddenly end up with NBA careers. Yeah. Like this bloke. Yeah. I have sneakers will travel at the moment. Yeah. 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 Oracle, I agree. Like there is there are players that are getting a chance and yeah. with new uh, rules in the league, um, maybe last year they wouldn't have been able to be in the league, but now the rules have slightly changed and it's it's been a little bit of a leveler. You, you've got all these guys that have that have got NBA something, you know, there's something yeah. NBA about them who are stepping up. Like, there's one in the Nuggets as well I'll talk about later. 
he he will probably become an NBA you know. rotation player. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. not even that. It's like some squad players do. All of a sudden, you wake up and That's Tyler right. Johnson's in your team. Huh? <laughs> when, yeah. when did that happen? Yeah. This guy's name's Davon Reed. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but he's, no. uh, he was on a 10-day. He scored 15 uh, the other um, last game. Half the league's um, on a 10-day. Yeah. And, and he, you know, made a couple of assists and a couple of rebounds and a steal and a block shot, you know. And they're like, well, this, this guy, you know, has played three or four games with them now and he looks like he could be a rotation player for the rest of the season. I tell you yeah. what's funny. I tried to, I was grabbing for his name last week and he turns up in the lists. Quindry Weatherspoon, I was asking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, looked, oh, and I looked today and he's on the list. Wow. Yeah. He and played the well. great names of the great names yeah. of the NBA. Mac McClub. <laughs> <laughs> so, Oracle, uh, going back to the uh, Grizz, yep. you know, and Suns, you know, the Suns to me, they still looked a force to be reckoned with. It was a real close game, but it just showed me that it wasn't really, that game wasn't about the Suns, that was about the Grizz uh, and how, you know, they're stepping up. Pete opened up the door into the Timberwolves uh, Boston game today. Yep. Uh, you guys lost by five. Did you happen to get through most of that today, or I I sat down with a a nice stiff drink. Right. Um, I wasn't I wasn't expecting I wasn't oh, expecting a wolves. great game when I looked at who was playing. It was champagne. No, <laughs> you'd already banked the win. Come was, on, be hey, honest. You it was a hundred pipers scotch, is what it was. It was. The bottom of the barrel stuff, and uh, but, but hang on, did you see the lineup of the Timberwolves when you were this worried? No, no, because look, I found out during the week that the Celtics have a this check this record out in close games. So in clutch times, five minutes to go with five minutes. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, with five points um, difference between the two teams. So that's clutch. Boston are something like. Four and 15 in those scenarios. They are rubbish in the clutch. And again, it happened again today. They were up double figures, sailing along. Then all of a sudden, the fourth quarter comes and we get dominated. There was a point there that the Timberwolves had shot 11 out of 12. And there was only two minutes to go in the game. Like They, they didn't miss and the Celtics were just a shambles playing one-on-one basketball yet again. So I don't know, Pete. It's been an absolute roller coaster where every game we look terrific, and then the last five ten minutes we look like the worst team in the NBA. Pete, I've got something to say to you about that. We've played sports, and there's always teams that you thought, oh, if this game is close, anywhere near the end, they'll buckle. Like a team of, um, well, we used to call them firebreak because they'd crack under pressure but what these sorts of teams do you think that that's ingrained inbuilt into their culture now and they need a roster change to get it out of them what, what do you think's going on there well you, it's hard to get it out of yeah it it is and you never know when it's gonna i'll tell you because we started on cricket but one of my teams i was in we went through the whole season undefeated I was, I was batting nine. I was the off-spinner in this team. Right. Team. We went undefeated the whole season. Yeah. 
in the semi-final. I think I remember following this in the papers. The top, or we're chasing 58, mind you. Yeah. <laughs> chasing 58. The top order collapses. Collapses. 58? Yeah. You guys should and have been so confident. Lo- and we lose, and we lose 58. Sorry, we, we got to uh, 54. Oh. I was the last wicket too. And you I carried the 30, bat. I scored 31. Oh, no. Yeah. You're playing Give with a bunch of losers. Side, I didn't hit it. I, I maintain to this day. Yeah. It was one of those ones that was down leg and you have a big swing at it. Because my eyes lit up, you know. That, that was the tie. It was a rubbish ball. I thought, here we go. You know, just got to get a piece of this. And we tie. And therefore, we win. No. Give it out. Click the pad on the way way through. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, with the Celtics, it's... Uh, your guess is as good as mine. There's something wrong. Is it the new coach, Simon? What's going on? You know what? Basketball. Like, it's I a used confidence to be worried thing. about the, the Celtics in the in the clutch. You know I used what? to be worried about, sorry, Tatum coming home with a wet sail. Pete. Yeah. I used to be worried about Brown. I remember Brown hitting some of those corner threes last season. Pete, let him go, mate. He's got something to say. <laughs> you know, I, back. I have kept... Uh, my cards under my vest when it comes to, or close to my chest when it comes to the coach. Because, you know, he's new, you know, it's his first go. Got a little bit worried after his first week when he's already tearing into players. He's done it at least 10 times this season now, and that, that's a worry for me. And he's saying things that are contradicting um, himself. At the start of the game, he said about the um, Timberwolves, we're not worried about them. We're just going with our game plan. And then at the end of the game, he was saying that our players didn't know enough about their opposition and their scouting of them and things like that. Then he's talking about passing the ball around and making sure everyone gets a touch. But at the same time, he's saying, you know, we've got to find our matchups that are advantageous and, and make use of them. So he, he's sort of talking two different game plans, and, mm. and I am a little bit worried. The is thing he... that gives him some grace mm. is that these things were happening last year. So maybe it is the players, and this coach hasn't been able to change them. So Simmons for Brown? Come on, do it. No. Do it. Do it. They do need do a shake-up, Pete. They definitely yeah. need a shake-up. Really Talk about a guy to turn around your franchise, eh? Bring in Benny. You know what? He'll fix you up. They do need someone who's strong-minded who can come in and close out games. I reckon he's the man for him. I don't. <laughs> yeah, the, the rock, the rock in the fourth. It, what worries me too is we've got Smart, who's a great culture guy. We've got Al Horford, who's a great culture guy. But these guys aren't making a difference in this team. So I don't know what the solution is here. With Al, with the Time Lord, and with Brown, you should have smashed him today. We shouldn't have even been yeah, close. The time board was terrible. He got early fouls. He was out of the game within a couple of minutes. Came back in, picks up another foul. He barely played, and that was a disappointment. And you know what it was? It was all on Peyton Pritchard's shoulders pretty much the whole game. He had to create everything. He had to set everybody up. He had to take the shots. You know, it just didn't look good. And And you could see them crumbling towards the end when... All these guys you'd never heard of before are sinking threes and putting in dunks and all this sort of stuff, and we're just looking at each other, thinking, "All right, Brown, can you get us out of this?" Well, would he go? I was on him today. Like, time I, I submit my dream team, oh, 
I always get one of my stars, one of the guys I, I, I put money on, like Jalen Brown today, go on one for a hundred in the in the first three quarters. And you just go, come on. Like you should like sometimes it's Booker, sometimes it's Zach. When I mm. when I put my money down on these players, they just start horribly, and it just got worse. For what did Jalen Brown have three turnovers in the first quarter as well? He's so? actually this year had I think two more turnovers than he's had assists. So he, he's looking lost again out there. That was a problem of his early in his career, where you know he's not setting the screens right. People are not going to the right spots around him. It seems he's missing coverages defensively. Since he's come back, there's been something a little bit amiss with him. Maybe he wants to trade. Don't know. I don't know what it is, but I'll tell you what, I'm not happy. <laughs> You're not happy? No. No. I actually think you guys need someone on the team that's a bit of a tough man. So, someone who's going to fire him up. And, and I think you need to make a move to get him. I was, who's a guy that's the... Um, who came from the Clippers to the Timberwolves? He was out. Beverly. Beverly. Someone like a Beverly. Isn't smart supposed to be him? Yeah. Nah, he's not getting it done. I'm thinking he needs someone to feed off. He can't just take him on his own on a trip of. No, Beverly's no more one of a one man wrecking crew. And I think Marcus smart needs. As much as I do. And I think he's pretty good. Yeah, he's, yeah, um, he, he's an he's annoyance. Still... He's still throwing himself around there every yeah. game. He, he's putting his body on the line. It's not he's enough. fighting for everything. Yeah, it's not just him, Oracle. I'm saying no, he, he's part of the solution. There's no doubt about that. But I'm just saying that he needs someone else to help him fire up the team. Yeah. I think Horford's too much of a nice, nice guy. No, it's like, got to be Williams. Nah. Time Lord. Has Come a, on. Has a Time Lord got, got an idiot? He's got a full basket of skills. He, 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 he should be getting aggressive. You look at Trez. Harold for the Wizards. He's similar kind of body type, similar role. I mean, look, but, he had a great game against the Bucks, but then today he backs it up with rubbish. And that, he's that's got his... that in him, doesn't he? He's got it in him. I remember the first good look I had him was against the 76ers, mm. and man, like he was he was trash. He was a minus seventeen today. That's crazy. Yeah. For you and, and, and against guys like Monroe, who hasn't played in the NBA in a few years. Munro's coming on and just scoring on him every time. Is it because they've got old school moves that he's not used to or what? Well, I don't know. But, geez, you'd think if Munro's there, there's ways that you can attack him. Like, you can use the athleticism of Robert Williams to dunk over him and, you know, do some pick and rolls and stuff against him. But they didn't even do that. They just have him standing there and... When it's on the other end, Munro just punishes him because Oracle, he's too big. Yeah, Oracle, I'll put you out of your misery. Uh, let's move on to the Bulls uh, Hawks today. I just wanted to mention, you know, DeRozan and Levine combined for 65 to win. Uh, both of them, you know, scoring well, looking good. Uh, Vukovic scored 24. Uh you know, seem to keep carrying on. They have lost games that I've ex- where I've, I've expected them to win. Uh, we had Trey Young back today and scored twenty nine. Uh, Cam Reddish scored thirty three, starting. That was quite interesting. Did you? That's another one of my ponies, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, sneaky. Yeah, how good's my Cam Reddish prediction? Pete, you know what? You're a, you're a talent scout. 
That's what you are. Aren't I the NBA? I know. I know. I can pick him in the yard, can't I? Oh, mate, you you can pick him. Um, Oracle, is there a possibility we could tee something up for Sneak the next time a GM needs to be fired Mm. to get Pete involved somehow to maybe turn some of these teams around with the eye he has for talent? I'll I'll do my consulting. I'll get on the get on get on the the Skype meetings. Yeah, look, it's been a, a revelation for me. Because Pete used to be just, you know, this uh, stats guy or whatever, yeah. and used to, you know, a bit of, bit of gambling and all this sort of stuff, playing the numbers. Yep. But he's found something. He's, he's got a new skill here where he can just look at a bloke, mm. see him play one. Size him up. And then there we go. He's got his um, prediction in place, and he's right most times. Yeah. Well, Sadiq Bay is coming on too. Like, he's, yeah. been, he's been putting up big numbers. Yeah, oh, he's one he to hasn't watch. been as good as last year. Oh, what about my Randall? I said Randall was good, and then he goes and almost has an MVP season. Um, speaking of which, is DeRoz- DeRozan's definitely on the ballot for MVP at the moment? Has to be. Yeah, I mean, that ballot's a top five, isn't it? Top five, yeah. That's all you can... You got to get. guaranteed top, top five, isn't he? Well, who's your top five? Wow, I do, I wasn't prepared for that. Um, well, let's, let's do that at the end of the show, Pete. We'll finish with the top sure. fives. Um, but he's got he's how good is he and and yeah. speaking of good predictions and bad predictions, no one saw this coming, did they? No one saw that trade and gone, Wow, they're gonna be a massive pretty, force. Pretty sure I did, Pete. No, nah, you said they're one to watch, but no one no one predicted the Rosen fitting in like a glove. Not only just fitting in, taking control of the whole team with a with a Zach in it. Pete, I I reckon I reckon Oracle that he could have gone to a number of teams and done this. I don't think it's just that the Bulls fit him like a glove. Like, okay, he's got some good, a couple of good defenders around him on the wing, which yeah. help. But, but they were think... off the contract. They, they said it wasn't worth it. But Pete, it. someone like him could have ended up at the Heat. Um, could have, you know, some sort of trade. He could have ended up at a lot of places where he would have done well. So, Everyone thought his best basketball was behind him, and he's playing his best basketball at the moment. Yeah, well, is he or is he? I think he is playing as good as he always has. It's just that the, the you it's know, the mature head. Mm. It's the adult on the team. That Definitely, he the difference between him now and when he was at the Raptors. The Raptors couldn't get it done in the clutch, and and this year, I think he's been the best player. In yeah. the clutch, you know, I think uh, yeah. by a long way as well. So that's one huge um, leap that he's made. And, and But I think the other thing has been that he's, the way that he sets up his teammates, so he got another 10 assists today. They can just put the ball in his hands and they know they're going to get a good shot. And that's yeah. experience and yeah. maturity, isn't it? If you're still getting your shots, but you're still moving the ball around and finding the open looks for people, like getting everyone in the team involved, and I just think they're fantastic. They're a fantastic team. Yeah. No, they're good. Uh, so the other game I wanted to talk about uh, after, you know, we sort of covered those top few games was a, a game that happened uh, yesterday, Sneak. The 76ers absolutely smashed the Wizards. One seventeen. Uh, Bealless Wizards. Hey. But, uh, the Wizards number nonetheless. Yeah. Well, they're still a rival. Yeah. Are they in your division or just in your conference? In a conference. Yeah, right. Well, you've got to be well, happy I, with that. I didn't watch the game. 
Oh. <laughs> I was watching the play-by-play. That's the festive season. Leave me alone. Yeah, fair enough. Embiid scored 36. Thibel scored none and started. Uh, actually, interesting. Did Oracle, did you hear about Giddy? Getting like 10 yes. rebounds, uh, 10 assists, 10 and assists, zero points. Zero points. First time that's happened in a long, long 50 time. 50 years so. or something. Yeah, so look, he's continuing his good his good play. I hope, like we've said before, they don't shut him down so that you know they can lose some more games. So I hope that they see that, yeah, like him and Shea and Lou Dort, okay, there's a good nucleus there that they can start adding pieces to. I don't think they will do it. I think that they're going to have at least another year or two of this um, losing all the time. But, yeah, he's, he's showing that he's, he's something. He's going to be a player. Pete. You picked him at an early stage to do all right this year. You've got to be happy with how he's going. Oh, I'm very excited. I'm very excited as an Australian, and I'm also excited at Jock's fall. Have you had a look at Jock? No. What about you, Simon? You seen his numbers? You talking about Jokic or... No, the Aussie. Jock. Uh, Landau? Yep. Yeah, he's played really well. I think he's shooting... 80% from three. He's only yeah, made he's, five. He's been one of the reasons why the Spurs have been doing so well, I think. Yeah, who'd have thought? Yeah, and like this is a team that I actually said a few weeks ago, I don't know if you remember, but I thought that those top 10 teams in the West were sort of settled. That Those were going to be the teams. But San Antonio has made a strong push now, and they could be one of those teams that makes that uh, top 10 now. They've been playing so well. I think the main reason is Murray. I think he's become a, a real star now for the Spurs. But um, everyone's just playing so well. They're so organised. Um, they don't beat themselves like the Celtics do, where they might have better talent, but they can't put it together. They're always playing a great game plan, and um, these young blokes are starting to put it together. Yeah, of course, uh, Jacques Landau scored 18 points against uh, the Pistons when they smashed him up. He looks like he's got a bit of growing to do too. Like he could get quite strong looking at his frame and at his height, if he continues the way he's going, he could end up a NBA rotation player for sure. Don't you reckon? Or do you reckon he's better than that, Pete? Oh, I think he he might have a career arc of say Aaron Baines. I think he can get himself into a starting lineup somewhere. Okay. If he puts up numbers like that, and he look, and he's a stretch five too. So if yeah. he's on the, if he's on the perimeter, he's he's not scared about throwing them up, but he's making them. He's yeah, making I, the shots. I, I just can't he seems see. Seems to be a smart player too. Like he seems to know where to be and and what to do, and he, he doesn't make mistakes. He can pass the ball well enough, and um, he's got some sneaky athleticism too. I think. I, I can't see him being strong enough to guard Embiid or Jokic or that no. type of player. Uh, he's just not strong enough yet. So let's see. Okay. Uh, but yeah, people just talking about the other Aussie. Uh, and you jumped into him. Oh, yeah, Giddy with the um, OKC. I think he, I'm hoping this year, Oracle, that they continue to get wins. I know what you're saying that the next couple of years, you know, you're not expecting much from them. But Shay Gilgis is playing in a way that these guys are becoming something and guys yeah. like Lou Dort out there and um, Derek Favors and that, they're, they're not 
going to go easy on any teams, you know, coming into the finals. And I hope they have some big wins and inject some um, confidence into these guys because it is possible, depending how the draft goes, that they could have a reasonable team as early as next year. And I'm talking like in the top 10. I think it's possible. Um, They... From what I've heard from this draft so far, they mm. believe that the top three players are very, very good, and then there's a huge drop-off after that. And after that, it's a bit of a crapshoot. So if they do land one of those top three, um, they could be in a, a good position moving forward. Yeah, okay. Uh, the other game I wanted to have a little chat about was the Nuggets beating the Clippers. Uh, 103 to 100 a couple of days ago. What, Pete? Is, there's a bit of a rule when it comes to punting. Mate. Yeah. You never punt on your own side or bet against your own side. You just don't do it. Really? No. In the, for the last leg of that multi, you're an idiot. <laughs> what happened? You bet against your nuggets. You bet against the nuggets? With, what, against uh, the Clippers with no Paul George? The eighth leg of an eight... <laughs> Multi oh, was a nuggets. Did he consult you first, Pete? <laughs> nah, I've heard of it. What? I normally put on right a. Here, I normally put put on a pick the winners for the NBA on a day where there's a f- fair few games, and I was just had jack. I was jack of the jokey chills, jack of the nuggets, and I thought, nah, not tipping is tomorrow, you know, because they'd been losing, and I figured. I did it to spite myself, I think, deep down. Oh, did you punish yourself? Nah. <laughs> spite yourself. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a shocker, man. Yeah. The number eight, the eighth leg. Hey, I blame and, them. And, the, and a Paul George less. Yeah. <laughs> Clippers, mind you, too. Oh. I blame them for, um, for making me do it. Anyway. It's your money, mate. Oh, no. Chipping a chair. That's right. you. Oh, no. Oh. Was there a player you were particularly scared of on that team? Bledsoe. Bledsoe. <laughs> He's found some form. Well, you have no idea the way the game's going to go if Bledsoe's playing. He's got a double-double. Well, can I just say this? The game was 103 to 100. That's how bad the Nuggets are. You're saying, oh, you know, how could you bet against them? It came down to one shot, and that's how bad they are. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. Mm. Hasn't Brendan Boston Jr. found some Bounce some form when he gets starting to get minutes. He looks like a, a prospect, doesn't he? Yeah, well, that, that first game against the Celtics really was an eye-opener because he came out and he got 27 points. You know, he, he missed one shot or something the whole game and he was getting steals and blocks. Well, he was... got 18 against the Nuggets there and, you know, like, he could be something. Why didn't you guys uh, draft him in the end Oracle? Do you actually know what happened there? Nobody knows. Really? <laughs> the fans wanted him. He wanted to come to Boston. His best friend, um, I can't remember his name now, but he's the one that died and the Boston like did a um Oh yeah. A tribute to him or something and they, they built a practice facility in his name and everything. So it was it was all it was all made up, ready to go. It was a perfect match, you know, and um I don't know. Maybe they're trying to save money. Who knows what they were doing? But uh the fans were very disappointed that it didn't happen. Now it's too late. Terrible. Uh, yeah, Nuggets 
my little wrap on them, what they're up to at the moment, uh, not liking what I'm seeing. Barton's hot and cold. When he's hot, like he scored 17 in that game, he's great. Sometimes he just doesn't have it. Jokic scored 26, uh, had 22 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. Monte was there. Austin Rivers was starting. You're saying, can I just interrupt you? Yeah. You're saying like Jokic, like you're disappointed or something. <laughs> nah. 28 and 22. I've been hearing some terrific stats and stuff. Yeah. He's, he's playing well, but everyone else is That's just That's the not... thing. The, that, the disappointment is is that he's throwing up these numbers and the other blokes aren't stepping up. Isn't it just a testament to the league that Jokic is not enough? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see what happens. They scraped by an undermanned... Clippers today, so or the other day, so I wasn't particularly happy about you know their what they're doing. Zeke Nard's got benched, coach's decision. Interesting because he's been playing all right recently, but he's had a bit of a dip in form. But he was hitting the three pointers at a fifty percent clip and you know making defensive plays and stuff. So they thought he might have ended up a uh, a player that would be in the rotation come the playoffs if Nuggets make it there. You know, they're coming fifth, they should. They Thought he could be something, but he didn't play a coach's decision. So that was an interesting one. Right. Yeah. The other game I wanted to mention was the uh, that happened a few days ago was the Nets-Lakers. Nets 122, yeah. Lakers 115. Did you catch that one, Oracle? I did. I watched that game in full and um, I actually thought it was a must-win game for the Lakers because they were playing a Nets team that had no Kevin Durant in it. And it was James Harden's first game back. I thought, gee, if they're going to have a chance to just sort of establish themselves again, you know, in a national audience and all that, this was going to be the game. But our old mate Paddy Mills was just too much for them. He was sensational, Paddy Mills. He, I think he scored, I don't know, it was 34. eight threes, I think it was, that he got. Yeah, 34. And he hit eight timely. from 13 threes. Yeah, he, he was just sensational. He's shooting better than Harden from three. He is. And and there was this one player, did you guys catch it when Nick Claxton dunked over LeBron James right towards the end of the game? Did you see that one where he went right through him? Yes. Couldn't have happened to a nicer blow. Oh, man. What a a dunk. So it was, you know, the Nets shouldn't have won, but gosh, it just illustrates again, doesn't matter how well LeBron's playing, like he had another sensational game. He's playing big, big minutes, but the team around him just Rubbish. is. <laughs> uh, well, actually, no. Testament to the league. See, Collison's back. How old is he? 50? 60? <laughs> Pete. He's not far off. Pete, how good has Russell Westbrook bounced back? He scored a big, tough 13 points in that game. Uh Led the team with a minus 23 in the for and against with him being on the court. So he was obviously getting carved up. Uh, shooting 20%. High <laughs> <laughs> yeah. volume too. 20 shots, I think he had. Yeah, gee, he, that guy's hot and cold. Like he, he'll carve up. When he's up for it, he'll carve him up. And when he's not up for it, uh, he just looks terrible sometimes. Um, Hasn't Dwight Howard lost it? Yeah. He was handy. He was handy. He played handy minutes for the 76s. It's like crucial minutes too. 
Uh, he was yeah. good for a 10 of 10. Well, Pete, but, maybe it's not him. Maybe it's the team's sort of dysfunctional, the team's toxic, whatever. Well, and someone, he, he's still the same player. And he's, and he's, if there's a barometer for if the team is toxic, it's Dwight Howard, isn't yeah. it? Maybe he just couldn't give a shit. Like, he's just c- collecting checks. It's interesting that he played six minutes. Yeah. It's, even in other games, it's, just, he's lost, it's like he's lost his fire. Like, when he was at the 76ers, yeah. he was... He was playing up to the crowd, trying to three once in a while, you know, landing it, acting like a, a lunatic on the bench. I think, I think like, part of the problem is, Pete, in the sixes, he had shooters around him, so the spacing wasn't that much of a problem. But on the Lakers, the best shooter pretty much is LeBron James now. Mm. Talon Horton Tucker can't shoot. Westbrook can't shoot. Um, you know, Ellington's been terrible from three, even though he's supposed to be a specialist. Yeah. So, you know, and when um, their superstar, uh, what's his name? Um, James. No, uh, oh, I can't remember his name. The guy that's out at the moment. Um, um, AD. Yeah, Davis. Well, he yeah. can't shoot from three either. So you can't put Howard in the middle because Russell Westbrook needs that space to score. And, you know, LeBron likes to work down there too. So, Well, if you look at the starting five, James, Westbrook and... Uh, Talon, Horton, Tucker—they're all diving for the rim, aren't they? A lot of the t- on a lot of possessions. So if you're Dwight Howard, where do you stand? That's right. And and Westbrook also—I heard a stat, Maddie, that he missed 11 shots at the rim. Really? So he's getting to the rim, but he missed 11 in that game. And crucially, like you saw, they had a big comeback, and he's going for. You know, I think it was a tying bucket or something like that right at the end, and he goes to dunk it, and he hits the rim with the dunk. You know, it was just just sucked up his night. We got fireworks going across the river tonight, gents. Did I thought you, hit... you fell off your chair. No, fireworks, unbelievable. The Maxville CBD is alive, uh, and the river is going off as usual. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, the other thing then with the Lakers going so you know crappy and great and the and the neck yeah and the Nets uh, being able to beat them you got to also don't forget Oracle you said you know oh Patty Mills had a better three point uh, percentage than um, Harden Harden scored thirty six uh, had ten rebounds ten assists. Uh, yeah, that was his first game back. First I mean, game Pete back, one, one steal and three blocks. Yeah, come that on, was man. His first game back. Yeah, he played well. And yeah, and so look, I think the Nets are going to be able to stumble their way to being a top seed or, or thereabouts by the end of the season. And we've got the Lakers now going to have the hardest stretch in the league now for the rest of the year. And it could turn out to be all right because they're going to have all up against all these teams with players out, it might not be as bad as what they're thinking, but, gee, they could really end up down towards the bottom of this um, 10 group if things turn out the wrong way. But would you like to play a Matt coming towards the playoffs if they're all full strength and ADs back to his best? Like, they could still be a dangerous team. Yeah, and they'll bring in, you know, guys like Rajon Rondo will be playing in the playoffs, you know, when the games are tight and, you know, they need his experience out there. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I meant that in the Lakers, but if you... Do, <laughs> uh, with the Nets, they've got guys there uh, that are 
you know, Millsap. He could come on and give you some reasonable minutes uh, in a tight game, you know, when the game's on the line. You know, Blake Griffin has played a lot of uh, basketball, and he's been looking all right. I'm pretty well, happy. That's what with... happens when you don't ask much from someone of his pedigree. Yes. You don't ask much. He delivers all the time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm liking them. Uh, Oracle. Maybe we'll have a quick look at the um, standings. Oh, can, we just, can we just mention? Yeah. It needs to be mentioned. I want to hear, I want to hear um, Simon's take. What do you think of Kemba Walker? <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy for him, Pete. <laughs> very, very happy for him. So <laughs> he has played really well. And I think he was player of the week. Is that right? From the ashes arises the yeah. Phoenix. <laughs> no, he's he's been very impressive. But look, the, the Knicks have played some pretty poor teams. How about him trying to give him the triple-double? <laughs> what are you doing, Taj? <laughs> he's, he's yelling at his coach and everything like that too. I don't know if that's going to endear him to Tibbs. Um, <laughs> give me, give me the rebounds. <laughs> um, nah, but look, I think was that, was that his first triple double of his career? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Look, I haven't been watching the Knicks, but yeah, I caught that. I think Randall's played a little bit better this last week, um, but you know, well, I'm not forty I'm points not, from Gamba. I'm not worried about them yet, though. They, or- they've got a long way to go. Oracle, so good on Kemba. I'm very happy for the bloke. Oracle, who would you give up at the Celtics to get Kemba back right now? Jalen Brown. <laughs> would you give up Langdon? Maybe Bruno Fernando, maybe. Would you give up Langdon? No. But, it, but see, look, even him, right? Like today, perfect chance. There's no one there. He starts off the game getting four blocks and four steals in the first quarter. Thinking, okay, he might have been for a big game here, and then you just don't see him the rest of the game. Just have you ever noticed up. something that no matter what we're talking about, always ends up back at Boston? I don't, I don't bring it up. No, no, I was just, <laughs> I was just saying. It does, uh, though. Yeah, it's our natural progression. We like going a full circle and no, end up back in well, back at Boston. Let's look at the um, conference. Uh, let's look at the East where the standings are, and you look at the Hawks. They're coming eleventh. Oh, sorry, the Knicks. They're coming eleventh. And it's pretty poor uh, that they've, you know, when you, they've won 15, lost 18, same as the Hawks, and Hawks have had um, their players out. I go on. Yeah, I think I'd be very surprised if the Knicks do anything like get into at least the top eight, you know, the playoffs this year. The, the thing about the East, then the whole thing can change in a week. Yeah, have a like, few players out. Philly, and... Philly are in sixth at the moment. And by this time next week, I can't guarantee you that they will, you know, would be 10th. Well, they're, or do you think, well, do you Pete, think they're that those two top wins... four or top five will sort of be around, you know, there by the end of the year, those, those same I think the four top or five. five I think Cleveland has shown enough to press yeah. for the case for the top five in the, that conference. I think they got enough. If Allen keeps playing and, and Mobley and Garland the way they play, and Kevin Love even, yeah. I, I can see that they got a great team. And when I look at who's directly under them, um, Philly, who knows what Philly side's coming out on a, on the court, like, even if we got the stars. That was another... I had uh, Seth, and he went. Yeah, 
Pete, one from eight. Pete, I reckon once his COVID stuff settles down, um, and they get a, a decent, uh, consistent roster together, I put them up in that top six. I think that's a team that you know they're only three games behind Cleveland. I think they're. They're within striking distance. I can't guarantee it. They're within. They're in striking distance. So the Celtics, uh, like even though yep. they're only one win behind, I've got no confidence in them. No. You know, like, oh, like I think they'll meander in that group for the rest of the season. That seven to ten range. Yeah. And they could even get to that, you know, eleventh or twelfth spot. You know, because Atlanta could come through. Maybe New York gets better. You know, you just don't know, but. I think that group, that 7 to 12, are going to be jostling for position the rest of the way in many cases. Yeah. I, I yeah. And the you team I like the best out of them might be the Hornets. Yeah. Like all the, the superlatives we've said about the Hornets, and look where they are. Yeah. They're eight. Yeah. And, yeah, but they've had a lot of guys out too. And what if Indi- Indianapolis go on a run? They could too, they've yeah. Got, they've got decent cattle. They got Carice, they got Brogdon, they got Sabonis, they got Miles. I think Brogdon's going to be out for a while, which is going to be a big problem. Yeah, that, we should talk about that because Paul George got confirmed with um, four weeks. They're looking at him in four weeks as well. What yeah, actually so happened to him? Well, that was Pete. You might know a bit more. That they said that's more of a baseball injury. And there's only ever been like five or six guys that have ever got this injury in the NBA. Yeah, I almost right. fell off the chair when like I just you know when you just um, scanning through the like when you're scrolling up and down, it says something like a UCL, and uh, you know, mm. your mind's eye just said like MC, like thought MCL or ACL, but there's some it's some elbow injury, yeah, that um is like a sprained elbow, and apparently he was playing trying to play through it, and his yeah. form was pretty bad, and um, they decided well they'll shut him down now, and hopefully they'll. They'll get into that top 10 and, you know, he'll be back stronger and they can make a bit of a push for well, it then. They said he took a couple of – he said he took a couple of stingers on it. and But, man, Leonard gone and George gone. You know, if results don't go their way, they might draw a pen through the season and say, okay. Well, they're, they're at 500 right now, Pete, and in sixth position in the uh, West. That can easily change. Well – They've only got 17 yeah. wins. Mavs, Timberwolves, and Lakers are behind them with 16. So if all those teams win a match and they lose one, they're down to nine. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it's yeah, it's pretty tight. Yeah, it's pretty. I said it before. It's pretty widespread this year with all the with all the variables that are going into a game of basketball these days. It's kind of leveled the whole thing out. So Milwaukee, who knows what's going to happen with Milwaukee come playoffs time? Like, where, what condition are they going to be in? And well, I had a good look at them the other day, and Giannis looked incredible. He looked superhuman. He he destroyed us all on his own. He was throwing bodies out of the way. He was stronger and faster than everybody. He was dunking over everyone and blocking and rebounding. He was just incredible. So when we're talking about our top five. MVP, he's definitely going to be one of them for me. Is he peerless in just in his athleticism? His his overall game is there. There's no one that plays like him. No, not not night after night. Maybe 
You can get Ever? a stretch of playoff games where people play as hard as him, but not on a regular... What about ever? Like, because if you look at the conditioning of players now, and just like with every sport, like you could say soccer or football, like the uh, a football player now compared to what they were in the 80s, say, there's never been anyone like Giannis, right, with that kind of athleticism being that big and that dynamic. It's, uh, it's He's kind of spawned this new um, basketball player. Well, I mean, you could have said like LeBron was yeah, like sure. that too, you know. Um, he was stronger than everybody and faster and could jump over everyone too. Um, but in terms of that, like, but it's different. night after night. <laughs> you know what I mean with, with Giannis? It just looks different. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, he's very special. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I've seen any athlete like him. The only one that comes close is LeBron. And you could argue LeBron maybe was even better. Because yeah. of the size. Well, I think I think LeBron had better touch. Yeah. yeah. And maybe and maybe he's got he's got some fadeaways and some turnaround jump shots and some was hitting some baseline shots and things too that it wasn't part of his game that long ago and he's still only young he's like twenty five or yeah, something yeah he's getting better yeah <laughs> imagine him you think about how good he is now imagine him when he's at his peak, which could be another two years if he stays injury-free. Imagine him at 29. He's fearless. He doesn't mind if things go wrong. It, yeah. just, it doesn't bother him. He just keeps going and going and going. Well, look at that final series where it looked like he bent back his knee and was going yeah. to go on for the rest of the Comes back next game and he's gotten like fifty points. You know, he couldn't and, hit a free throw. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Oracle, at, at Oracle, the same there. Time, AD gets the same injury. He's out for maybe six weeks. Airballing it from the free throw line and still put and still taking your your team to the title. Yeah, yeah. Oracle, they're shooting thirty five percent from three. Uh, Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks are. Is that good enough? Yeah. Well, don't forget, Maddie. They had they started off pretty slow because. Not only did they get to the finals and have a long season that way, with yeah. a pretty good turnaround, a lot of them went and played for the US team and in the international one for uh, the uh, yep. Olympics. So they started off slow, but they're starting to get back together. One guy that they won't get back, I don't think, will be Brooke Lopez. Oh, really? That, uh, I saw a couple of things from uh, DeMarcus Cousins that looked like, well, you know what, at a pinch they could play him, but... Their best lineup uh, Dante's is with Bobby Portis anyway. You know? And Dante's coming. DiVincenzo's yeah, coming so back. Yeah. So he was a big okay. nah, well, They won't even play Brook Lopez. Oracle, the, was back. the problem is, if they play against the 76ers in the playoffs, they're not going to have anyone that can uh, guard Embiid. They'll put, put Cousins on him for a little while. Cousins will get fouled out and... Yeah, maybe that's all right. Twenty minutes right. play. We'll just sort of There's body still... up on him and try to beat him up a bit and all that. That's all you need to do. Oh, the other, the other Giannis, the Tharnasus, he could play minutes on Embiid. He can be the kind of player to get Embiid in foul trouble. No, he will come in and like try to knock Embiid's head off. That's what he'll try <laughs> and do. <laughs> Embiid won't like that, Oracle. No, but that that's that'll be the plan. Thanasis yeah, for sure. Come in and hit him with an elbow and headbutt him and all that sort of Not stuff. Not that he needs it. It's like he's like Giannis's muscle. 
Right. But he, it's just all an accident. He just wants to play hard. He just ends up, you know, like he almost killed the guy last week. I don't know if you saw that, but he, he comes in for a block on a guy and the guy lands on his head. Uh, I saw that, terrible. yes. Isn't there a bit of like um, like an Eddie Murphy, Charlie Murphy feel between the two brothers? Like, well, There's three brothers, don't forget. Oh, yeah, yeah, there is too. <laughs> we're going to bring, bring one of them. We're going to play them all at once. So, Oracle, you know how, um, you know, the, the Morris brothers, Mark Heath and Senior, um, yeah. consider themselves the two toughest, you know, brothers in the league? History of the league. <laughs> History of the league. Have they just been overtaken? Well, I think now that... Um... Mark Keith has been out ever since uh, Jokic got him with that cheap shot. Uh, I think that uh, you know their reputation starting to fall by the wayside a bit. You know, uh, he'll come back when he's when his case is over. He's he's in a neck brace. He's got Maloof lawyers. <laughs> he's uh, su- suing Jokic for for whiplash. He's gonna have so a year once off. Once that's resolved, he can yeah. come back to the court. He's gonna have a year off. Uh, but Oracle, in all honesty, you know the. Uh, the two brothers there are, are forced to be reckoned with, and you got to know that if you come at Giannis, then um, Thanasis is coming after you the next time he's on the court with you. And he looks like he's willing to do what it takes as well, doesn't yeah, he? Like he? He does. He can't offer much in terms of you know finesse or you know, making the right play, but he knows how to hit somebody. He can do that. Mm. Do you reckon he goes out drinking with uh, Bobby Portis? Imagine running into those two at a bar mm. like, after they've had a couple. You know, like, knocking over it, his drink. Every time those... I see Bobby Portis, like, because, you know, we played the Bucks not long ago. Yeah. He'd come up and he'd be talking to someone in their ear and all that sort of stuff. Every time I think, uh-oh, what's going to happen here? You know, he's just got that sort of way about him that anything could happen if Bobby Portis gets involved. Well... The other player you'd sort of uh, think could be a little bit of a troublemaker out in the town would be Grayson Allen. Um, <laughs> so you throw him into the mix with him. Ted Imagine Cruz. those three out together. Oh, no, he's living large, man. When they're going out for drinks afterwards, oh, yeah, should we, should we invite Grayson? Yeah, we've got to, yeah, he's part of the, part of the team. Because Paddy can, Paddy can hold his own for sure with those guys. Yep. For sure, Paddy's out there. Come, come with everyone, come with a drink. But, you know, when he's out in the town, out, Grayson's just looking around at the bar going, look at me, guys. Look who I'm hanging with. Look at these crazy eyes. You want to you get crazy? Bobby. Call him over. Yeah, uh, that's what goes on. That's what I think is going on in Milwaukee bars. But <laughs> they're probably at home playing PlayStation with their players these days, aren't they? <laughs> playing NBA, White 2K or whatever they play. Some other previous games that I, I thought would maybe be worth uh, mentioning there, Oracle, over the last uh, week since the last game. The Warriors smashed Memphis, but Memphis didn't have Jar. Um, the, the Spurs smashed the Lakers, 138 to 110. LeBron scores 36. Cater Bates D up scores 30. Ex Nugget. Um, he's actually played for the Spurs in two stints now. And, and I believe, Matt, he did miss a shot. Is that right? He was 11 from 11. Is that right? Oh, I did not know that. He was 11 from 11 against the Lakers. He was even hitting threes at the end of the game, too. Wow. Long arms, if I remember well. The other interesting game, I was sort of uh, thinking you might have wanted to uh, talk about was the 
Portland got beat by the Pelicans. And I actually watched a fair bit of that game. And Damian Lillard scored 39, believe it or not. So it hasn't quite hit the 40 yet. You know, it's not as if the Blazers are doing very well. They're in 11th spot. They've won 13 Mm. games, although he's back now. Uh, Is it worth mentioning Portland if... No, no. They're, they're two from they're, they're two from their last ten, yeah. so you know they've lost eight and one too. So, but it, but is Lillard back? What's going on with CJ's lung? That's a weird one, isn't I it? I think they said that he's okay to play um, pretty soon. Like, is it been... a collapsed lung? Yeah, yeah. But they fixed it somehow. That they got the balloon in there and blew it back up again. Strange injury, isn't it? The game I wanted to talk about a little bit at least was the Phoenix Suns and the uh, Warriors on Christmas Day. I thought ah, that was a, a huge blockbuster, that yes. one. I missed that. Yeah, um, and let's, the, yeah. Did you, do you know how it, how it ended up at the end, Pete? Did you? No, I was, I was in the revelry. So it was, it was back and forth all game. It was, it was a really tight game and everyone was playing really well they were hitting their shots they're playing great defense it was they're playing like it was a finals game you know had a huge crowd that was well into the game and things and then at the end of the game so in the last five minutes curry sat down and otto porter took over oh really and he hit oh really he hit i think it was matt correct me if i'm wrong but something like the last 10 or 12 points he got on his own and he didn't miss. <laughs> he scored 19 points all up. Yep. Uh, he shot 42% from three and 61 from the field. He was on for 29 minutes. Uh, I didn't catch the end of the game. Yeah. Was, so the last five minutes, they just kept on going to Porter and yeah. he kept on scoring. So is this just your way threes. of apologising? Well. You're going to apologise to me? You know, know what is I heard? Another, is this another Randall? Situation? This is what I heard, Pete, was that um, Draymond Green's taken the credit for it and Steph Curry's taken the credit for it. They're saying being around players like that has elevated his game. So I picked him as well. That's one of my picks. He's one of my picks. He's in the he's in the same class, same stable as my Justice Winslow's and my Jabari Parker. Like, they they got – hey, speaking of my stable, see Alpha Rook went to the Celtics <laughs> – yeah, he did. I think he's in uh, protocols straight <laughs> away. <laughs> so you can't, you can't laugh. Can you laugh? Are you allowed to laugh? Oh, well, you know, can we laugh we... at COVID now? Is it too well, soon? Well, look, I think they're only. Is it only like six days? They're staying quarantine. Yeah, they slashed yeah. it. The CDC slashed it from ten to five. Yeah, and so they're signing a ten-day contract, and half of it's going to be. <laughs> you know, they're in the protocol. Hey, but they're still getting their 60 grand, so good on them, you know. Yeah, what a playing PlayStation for 60, 60 Gs. Um, but, yeah, so Otto, Otto Porter got them home. And um, knew he, he, had hitting, he was hitting, like, really hard shots. He was, like, it was always contested. It was fading away. Um, it's coming off screens. And he was like looking around at uh, the bench and laughing at the uh, the Suns and everything because he was doing it on their court, you know. How dumb uh, Kaminga go? Cause that's a big game for him. Yeah, uh, like, had twenty one minutes. He he played well too. Everybody played well. It was a big big game, and um, so the kids got it. 
he can play on the big stage? Well, look, you got Clay's going to be coming back any time now. Like, he's very close to coming back. And so you would imagine that would eat into guys like um, Kaminga's minutes. You know, you, you wonder if Kaminga will still get on the court. But, hey, he's showing that when he's on there, he, he can be a valuable player. So I'll tell you what, the Warriors are looking good. Yeah, that's the kind of handy player to have around a, a, a talent like that that's ready to go. Like, all you got to do that's got to be what coaches dream about. So, so I hope I, I like I like the cut of his jib. I think he's going to be he's going to be a good player. Hmm. So Oracle, yeah. how how does this make you think about the whole Golden State Warriors and um, Steph Curry's legacy? If he can drag this team, you know, into the top spot of the West uh, without the team's second best player, or maybe third, I guess we, depends where you put Draymond. Where does that, you know, put his claim uh, for, you know, the NBA's greatest player over that period while KD was there? Um, you know, people say, oh, well, K- KD was the best player. Where does this put him? So people are saying, and we might sort of go towards that top five uh, MVP voting, that if, if the Warriors end up in this top position, that he's going to be the MVP and it's going to be pretty easy for him to get that. So he's a guy who they're starting to notice now that his defense has improved quite a lot. They believe that his defensive efficiency is right up there with some of the um, best point guards in the league. So his all-round game has continued to get better and he's had a very long career of being right near the very, very top. So and I think he's, he's starting to make assist. a case. He's moving up into that top 20 uh, of all time right now, and he, he might even go further. Well, he's getting the pass too, so it shows you more, you know, as we're saying about DeRozan, but when with age comes knowledge. Yeah. And his um, assist stats are creeping up as yeah, well. He, he's a triple-double threat. If I, when you follow the odds... When you're on the um, on, on sports bet, and you're looking to you know throw throw a little bit of a curveball, his odds of a triple double have significantly decreased. So they there's people are backing him, backing mm. the passes, and he, and he's playing like he's playing weird rotations too. They're sitting him for long long periods. Yeah, well, I guess they're trying to look look after him because when he's out there, he's running around more than pretty much any other player. And he, you know how you were talking about his assists? Well, there's a lot of assists that happen just by him moving. You know, he will uh, get a few players from the other team to come with him, making an opening for another player under the basket or something. So, um, and, and I think they're wise to sort of try and look after him so that he's fresh for that um, postseason. Because there's been times when he hasn't always had the best run in, in the playoffs, hasn't he? No, hasn't Gary Payton been playing well too? Oh, he's been great. Six foot one. They love telling him, saying he's height. That dude is so athletic and so tenacious. I mean, I love every time the guy that he's guarding, he's picking him up full court and he's not letting them rest the whole time he's out there. He, he's just, he's a warrior. I love players like that. And you also got to like, you know, when you look at the Warriors, they've got with Draymond there, they're always going to have that person, you know how we're talking about, you know, Marcus Smart's a guy that fires up the Celtics. Um, yep. You've got 
other guys around the league that are just that uh, spirited type guy that can lift everyone up. Well, they got Draymond for that. So in the he's big been... games where the games are tight, he's a guy that you'd like to have on your team, Pete. But he's been smarter too. He, I think he knows he's got to... Because remember he was mouthing off for the last couple of seasons and mm. a bit too much. It's like he, you know, it was kind of a representation of the desperation of his disappointment in his own team. Yeah. This year, he's, he, I, think he know, I think the Warriors know they've got a good one. Yeah. I, I really right, do. They, they're playing like it too. I think they, re- I, they really fancied taking it out. I think they do. Uh, Iguodala, they seem to have all the pieces. Their their fringe players play on, come on and play their role. Yeah, and they do what they do, and they run those cutting plays all the time. All the, everyone seems to be getting their fair share of the ball, and at any stage you might have the open shot with the. And you've got Poole as well. Poole, yep. Even a guy like Bielitsa, who's yeah. been in the league for a long time and, you know, has only just been a bit of an outside shooter, but only a bit player. But comes to this team, you know, he can he can drive and pass it and, and shoot and rebound. He's, you know, so, yeah, they, they, like, they got a lot of It's like they're looking around at each other and they're saying, oh, well, we, that's what you can do. That's what you can do. That's what you can do. Well, Bielitsa, we know you can do this, so do it. And they're not; they don't seem to be second guessing themselves. Like Bielisa will will attempt a three if he's got the open shot. I yeah, think that, yeah, go on. I, I think part of that you got you do have that motivation from Draymond for everyone to play hard. But I think you also get from your best player in Steph Curry that acceptance of everyone can be involved. Like you can go to some teams yeah. where the superstar says, "No, no, no, it's my shot. You know, sure. I'm the guy." But I think yeah. Steph lets everybody play this way as well. I think yeah. you need an embossed invitation from Jimmy Butler to do anything on the on on the court. Like you got to call him up the, the on the morning just before we just get out of the shower and say, yeah, "Jimmy, am I allowed to take some shots today?" No, nah, Jimmy will say, "No, nah, no, nah, today I'm I'm doing it." And then other days he'll say, "No, nah, no, nah, you can have some, Tyler." Yeah, go go for your shots, Tyler. Uh, Oracle, the other team that you know is sitting at the top of the West right now uh, are, are the Suns, and they're. Uh, closely followed by the Jazz, uh, they're not that far behind. When when you're talking about the excellence of the of the Warriors, you sort of got to take a little spoonful of Suns and Jazz with that. Yep. Uh, both all three teams are doing quite well, but the Suns particularly, they're only a game behind them. They've won you know almost 70, almost eighty percent of their games this year. So you, that you got to be pretty happy if you're a Suns fan. Look, I think. Those top three teams in the West, really any one of those three, I could see getting out of the West. We we think that Utah might have a little bit more to prove in the playoffs. You know, they've been great regular season team for such a long time. But yeah, look, I think all those teams, they're just like perfectly built teams. Whereas maybe the East has some bigger superstars or something. I just think that those West top teams are just like how they're set up, how they're run, the sets that they play, the defense they play. They're such great team uh, basketball teams, those ones. Yeah. Yeah, okay. A bit more like college basketball, I guess. I would, but... I would rank them the way they sit on the ladder at the moment. I'm falling a bit out of love with Utah, but that could just be lack of cattle. Like when you get Forrest playing big minutes, you kind of don't like – kind of, and I don't like um, Clarkson. I've always I've said it. You know, I don't like him 
at all. He's a good player. I'll say that. But um, yeah, I think I think the Cornella is at the moment definitely Golden State and the Suns. Mm-hmm. The Suns, they, they're good. They're another great. I just think they have more than Utah. I just think they do. And, and they could end up coming up against each other. Yeah. And that would be a great... Actually, that game might be coming up. Uh, looking at the games coming up... Uh, yeah, you got no, nah, you got the Jazz and the Warriors coming up um, in three or four days. That's going to be an, an interesting one. Well, I think it's in three days, yeah. Uh, Matty, can I ask you something? Are you learning much from some of these marquee matchups for... You know, your projections in the playoffs, or are you just thinking, look, there's a lot of guys out, you know, just sort of try and win the game, but you can't really read that much nah. into it. The, with the Nuggets play anyway, they've had too much um, disruption to the lineup. They don't even know what they can do. They don't know. They don't know what how they're going to guarantee to stop plays or make plays. They're there's too many new guys coming through. I think if if there is a roster that settles and gets to play good minutes with Jokic and they all know what each other are doing, they've got a chance in the first round of the playoffs. They've got a chance if they're coming up against the right team. But it really depends who's going to be playing. Those other top teams, when you see them play, uh, I'd say the Warriors and the Suns are a level... They're defense is a, a level above what the what Jokic ball is right now with the players he's got around him. Uh, they force the lowest percentage shots, which are use, usually uh, three-point attempts to low percentage shooters is what they force Jokic ball to do. And they haven't had enough time together to figure out what the uh, game plan is to get a, away from that. Uh, and 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 be better than uh, the Warriors and Suns defense. When it comes to the Jazz, eh, I think the Nuggets mentally have the Jazz covered. I'm not worried about the Jazz. Jazz have never actually You've been able to get got it to done. be joking, nah, right? Not worried about the Jazz. Mm. They're, okay. they're fragile <laughs> mentally, Pete. Pete, they're that mentally fragile team. They've had so many opportunities and they just couldn't get it done. So oh, look, I think that that Denver series that they had, that was just a great, great series. It was one of the all-time great series we've ever seen. And to lose that, I don't think was, you know, that no. they should hang their heads or anything. No, they shouldn't just hang their heads, up. but that's what started the doubt. That's what started the doubt. And I think they've got doubt in their minds if they can get it done or not. And I don't, I, I don't know. If they can, well, look, good luck. And then, If they can, and then good the last luck, but I can't see it. They played against the Kawhi Leonard that maybe had his best stretch of a couple of games he's ever played, and that's saying something. Uh, I mean, I, he was just yeah unstoppable. Explain Michael Conley, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, and Jordan Clarkson, and Denver have who? Are you asking me? Yeah. Oh, who, who uh, do they have? Jokic and Murray. Uh, oh, Paul, you you put Murray into the equation. You Paul can't. Millsap, mate. If Millsap. Murray, Millsap. <laughs> they're playing the Nets. No, no. Um, who do they have now? Oh, you're saying who do they have now? Yeah, you're saying who they had in that series. Like, oh, okay. Look at the, look at the four guards. 
Yeah, from, nah, Pete. From Utah. Look, Utah just go to water against the Nuggets. I've seen it too many times. So it doesn't matter who, who gets rolled out. I'm pretty confident about that one. <laughs> Jokic, what, just, some money? Jokic has got them all, all frazzled. Because um, the, the markets, there'd be such a betting splurge on the Utah Jazz to be <laughs> to beat Denver. You could clean oh, up. Mate. I'll call into the market. Don't worry. The Stifle Tower can't do anything against Jokic. Don't get me wrong. He, he, can, you can tell he's putting the work in the off season, but Jokic has made him look silly in the past. So, if Jokic is up for it, and he should Jokic be, is not enough. You said it already yeah, tonight. It's yeah. not enough. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. All right. Twenty-eight and twenty-two, and you still lose. Well, but that shows a, you what you think of Utah. If you thought that Denver was going to have problems with a. Uh, Paul George-less Clippers. Yeah. No, they're in a funk. Nah, they're no trouble. They're in a funk right now. They're in a funk. That's why I wasn't backing them. But they're in a funk. But I'll say this. The the Nuggets, uh, when it comes to playoff time, if all hands are on deck uh, the, in this season's lineup, not including Murray, I don't think they need Murray to beat uh, the Jazz. And I don't think they need Porter Jr. So I think... Everyone else. Oh, you say, what about Aaron Gordon? You mind no, him they playing? Need him. They don't need, need him, him as well. You can take they, take the series everyone off. Everyone bar Murray and Porter Jr. I still back the Nuggets to beat the Jazz. There's yeah, your Michael Green, um, Jeff Green. Oh, we'll see, mate. Green, I'd green love machine. to see it happen. I'd love to see it happen. Dan uh, Green and, got it all and, over the Jazz. And by then, if the Nuggets are within striking distance, um, the Austin the Joker Rivers. card is Jamal Murray coming back. Who That's knows how so... good he will be? Uh, they reckon he's been ripping the, up the rehab, uh, so he could be, you know, the difference that takes them the next level. They're 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 a five hundred team right now, but they're in a funk, you know. But I think they can get out of it. Oracle, the other team uh, worth discussing on the, uh, we kind of touched on them. We talked about them the Timberwolves last week, but what about the Mavericks? Uh, Porzingis comes back. Uh, and scores like thirty something today, first game back. Have, has has kid got Porzingis back to the place where he wants to play basketball and and wants to have a go again? Like has kid sort of turned Porzingis around? That was, I think, the big reason for bringing in kid and moving away from Carlisle was because Carlisle no longer spoke to the players anymore. They all hated him, and part of the reason that they hated him was because he would belittle players and um, make them feel like uh, they were just a role player and they weren't to do anything else. He's the sort of guy that doesn't let role players shoot the ball or whatever, or he'll tell Porzingis, no, you're not going to take it into the post. You can't score in the post. And they brought in Kidd to try and raise the confidence of everybody in the team. So that's been his job to do that. Whether that's going to work in the long run, I still have my doubts because I've watched Porzingis play many, many times and so many times he gets the ball just taken away from him when he's in the post and it's not that efficient a play. But when yeah. there's no Luca and all that, you sort of just got to go to him, don't you? you got to I, beat him. I agree. There's a, like, if you Think about before the playoffs last season. Porzingis was putting up good numbers and he was getting in good spots and he was hitting good shots. And then he ran up against the Clippers and they just worked him out and he was nowhere. 
it was almost like he was a negative to be out on the court. They could he couldn't play. They worked him out in in a second, and he was just probably the worst player of the playoffs. And I just I am not buying any Pusinga stocks. You aren't. I'm not until I see a decent game in a, in the playoffs. Okay. Because because they ripped him apart. He had nothing. So you're... And, and you're talking about him playing well against the Blazers. I mean the the two and eight Blazers. You know, like they're not. Who have they got to stop him? You know? I'm sensing the Blazers have uh, are working their way up your shit list, Oracle. You don't like him, do you? Oh, well, I look, think... I mean, I did have some hopes for them um, this season, but they're, we clearly, they're clearly on the way down, in my opinion. Are we opinion. at Bledsoe-level hatred yet? Or, I don't know, hate just... them. It's just that I don't have much respect for Oracle, their game right now. You don't know? respect them in the morning. Ah. Oracle, I didn't I mean, mention before that, uh, you know, Lillard coming back, but... You know, I didn't think he was going to get, ever get back to his best again. I, you know, see what happens. But the whole team, I, I don't think there's any dimension we would be in right now where the Blazers, you know, can turn it around this season and make the playoffs and have a run and at least challenge for the Western Conference playoffs. Like, no. I can't see that being possible. So if that's not possible and, you know, what are they going to get? A rookie next year? You know, n- nothing's on the horizon. They're not getting any better. They've got to blow up the team and start again. That's it. Yeah, and I'm not even sure if they get a young player in because they've, they've traded away a lot of first-round picks to get in guys so, like Nance and... Yeah. Uh, well, it's all yeah. over. So what are they doing? Well, it looks... More and more every week, doesn't it? That it was kind uh, of written on the wall. With finished, them, wasn't it? When um, Billups had that blip going into the after he was announced, it just didn't feel right, did it? It kind of had the feeling that uh, they were just a hair's breadth away from imploding, from disaster. Nurkic yeah. at the end of the playoffs when they got beat says, "You know, I don't know what I want to do next season. You know, I don't, I don't know what's going on." And blah 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 blah. Then they get a new coach. Uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I, so, so to say that okay, well, poor Zingus, you know, he's he's back or whatever. Look, I'm not putting up performances against the Trailblazers as uh, okay. a sign of things have changed for him. Yeah, okay, but it's better that he does have games where he does go off for their chances because it's going to be hard for Luca to do it on his own. Uh, they've actually been going all right uh, without Luca. Uh, not, not saying like playing, you know, winning lots of games and carving up, but they've got some guys there that have a go. I, I don't know. Are you counting them out this year yet, Oracle? Like if Luca could not sort yet. of turn the not corner, yet. couldn't he? Not yet, because. I still have some hopes for Luca. I mean, if he comes back and he's healthy and he's, you know, he's back in shape and all this sort of stuff, well, he's capable of winning a series on his own. Yeah. But, you know, so it's not enough for me to discount them completely, but, you know, there's always a chance with him. So we'll, we'll wait and see with them. Brunson's not a bad, you know, guy who can... But that's all they got. As run the board, second you know. unit. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I will see what happens. I, I, I can't see them doing like because we're looking at the Western Conference um, final hopefuls. I can't see the Mavs. I thought you know you might think with Porzingis having a you know showing something, you could think that kid might have uh, turned things around for them. And when Luca comes back, you know things will click in the gear. I can't oh. see uh, the Pelicans, OKC doing wow. anything this year. I can't see Kings doing anything. Uh, as we talked earlier, the Spurs have got a potential to have a run in them and uh, and 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 beat a team. They got a great coach. They got some good players. The Lakers, not put my money on them. Timberwolves, all hands back on deck. They could be a dangerous team in the playoffs. Yep. Oracle. I think so. Look, I think outside of those top three, the one I'd be most worried about would be a Nuggets who get some Murray back. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I think Timberwolves might give you a scare, like for maybe one round or whatever, but that's all they've got. So for mine, I think there's only four teams that could come out of the West, and I'm, I'm putting Nuggets as part of it. Yeah, that, they need to get some hands back on deck. and look, They're at 50%, you know? So. And look, even the... Actually, I should say the Clippers too. If they get Kawhi and Paul George back, is that likely to happen, Pete? Pete, have you heard anything about Kawhi's injury? What the latest is on that? Are they keeping it secret still? They don't tell. They didn't tell when he did it. Mm. So who knows? Who who really knows? Like like Jamal Murray. What do you do? What do you do if you're the GM or the coach? What if you get one week out from the playoffs, Kawhi and Murray back. But there's, there's you've got an itch or you've got something in the back of your mind that says, oh, they might need to be eased in rather than thrown in. Hmm. Do you play them? Yeah, who knows? Like, do you play someone who's been out for a year, one week out from the finals? You're like, look what happened to didn't didn't Durant come back yeah. from an injury and then bust and blew out his Achilles? That's right. Yeah. And you just I think you know, ruined the next season. I think Peter t- depends on the vibe of the team. You know, like if the team are struggling and they need him to come in and save them, you don't do it. If no, the I'm team are on a high and carving up, and he's going to come in and dip his toe in the water and and he passes all the physical stuff, I'd give him a go. I'm looking at Golden State and Phoenix and saying, are we good enough to beat them? Yeah, well, they're not going to play them in the first round. And if, I, if I don't think they are. Yeah, but still. Who, the Clippers? No. Yeah. Well, I reckon they could play them in the yeah, first round because if they're in the playoffs, they're going to be the seventh or eighth seed. They're not going to be any higher than that, I don't think. Well, I'm saying uh, the Nuggets aren't going to be playing against those guys in the first round. Is Murray going to make a difference to the point where they could challenge? I think Murray could have, you know, if you said, oh, with a week to go, would you let him play? I would. If the Nuggets are on a bit of a roll, uh, I'd take that risk. Uh, Go from chocolates to boiled sweets real fast. Yeah, well, imagine Kawhi comes back and hurts himself again. And, and he's out all next seasons. season, yeah. Matt, didn't something like that happen with Murray? Like he was sort of injured but trying to play yeah. through it and everything. Didn't, didn't, isn't that how it sort of happened? Yeah, that's how it happened. That's how it started, yeah. Yeah. I don't you would want to put him in that position again. I don't think you do it. I think you, look at, I think you look at like Clay Thompson. He's going to come back with plenty of time. 
And but, you know, put him into the Warriors. I think, well, what am I doing? Let's reassess, get some trades and bring back a fully fit Jamal and a fully fit Leonard. Mm. Sorry, go on, Simon. No, I was just going to say, um, I think with the Nuggets, there's a good chance they might end up facing the Jazz in that first round. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what it was. And well, um, I see the Nuggets um, consolidating fourth. I, really? Yeah. Yeah, I now, do. If, they, if the Jazz play the Nuggets in the first round, I'll take your action, um, Matt. Oh, I'll will take you? your action. Don't go, don't go to the tab. Or, yeah. or I'll take your action. Yeah, right. Eh? Yeah, um, we'll put your book if if that, the things stay thing. the way they are, the the Nuggets are either going to have fourth or fifth, and they'll be up against the Grizzlies. I just think you'd think, are you good enough coming back? Will you get them up to form enough to win the title? Not whether you get out of the first round or... I think the well, title is the the championship is I, the decision you have to make. I think if they have all hand, if they have all hands on deck minus Michael Porter Jr. and Murray's playing all right, and I don't think he has to be at you know Murray versus the uh, Utah Jazz of a couple of seasons ago. Murray, I think as long as he's all right, then they'll get out of the first round, and he'll have uh, a whole series to get fitter and i think they could beat golden state or phoenix no no way they could go kitchen half of murray beating golden state at this point in time no i'm not taking that i don't believe i wouldn't be backing that at all i don't believe in the phoenix suns in clutch didn't you did you you watch any basketball last year i thought they've been (laughs) the best team in the clutch the last two years did did you watch the clippers game clippers game Clippers were missing. Fantastic. Clippers were missing a big player. Nuggets were missing a big player. I'm just saying, when it come down to it, they got done. I, know, I think they match up pretty well with um, against the Nuggets because Aiton he can hold his own a little bit. No, against well, Jokic. that's what they thought well. when when Jokic was playing without Murray. That's what they thought. But this um, Jokic went up against Aiton and absolutely carved him up the last time they played. Yeah, it's the last, but but Aiton's had good games against him. Yeah, in the playoffs, yeah. We, yeah. We, but they're playing a certain defensive scheme, where that because the Nuggets didn't have anyone that could do what Murray was doing, and that's what they'd been doing all year. So mm. you know they had to learn how to do other things, and they just couldn't get it done. Uh, and and def- I'll take your action on that series. Yeah, all right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I think you got more high fever again. Sometimes you get a bit lofty. The altitude sickness gets to you a bit. You over, you oversell the Nuggets and their potential a bit. We all like him. We all like your Pete. Yeah, Pete. You got a good one there, yeah. Matty. You got Pete, what's that one. thing? Is it called mass formation? I think I'm in mass <laughs> mass formation with the Nuggets nation. Yeah, um, I think you're right. It's a, it's a, some lofty statements. Did I just write a rap song? Mass formation <laughs> with the Nuggets nation. Jay. Get that on YouTube. Yeah. SoundCloud. I want some royalties. Um, yeah, so we'll see what happens. I I still think that uh, with a mostly healthy team, uh, they will be hard to beat in the first couple of rounds of the playoffs. I think Jokic is just that good. Uh, if I, the Nuggets starting lineup yeah. is Jokic, yeah. Porter Jr., no, nah, he can't. Play. Gord- he won't play. No, I'm not just saying. Like on paper, 
Yeah. But what mm-hmm. the Nuggets have? Porter Jr., Murray, Gordon, Mar- Barton. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you've got a great chance to beat anyone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't I don't think that that combination yeah. until that combination gets on the court, I think you've got no chance. But listen, once Jokic gets into uh playoff white line fever, uh there there are teams that aren't gonna be able to stop him. And I think, I think the theme of this show is Jokic is not enough. Embiid's not enough. That's going to be the title of the episode. <laughs> Jokic is not enough. <laughs> I love him. I love him. I think yeah. he, I think you oversell his powers because someone who scores twenty eight and twenty two and loses. Uh, That's what I'm yes. saying. They're in they're in a funk. But I think if uh, if they're in the playoffs, I think they will they'll do okay. We'll put it this way. I've got more faith in them doing better in the playoffs than I'll do the Celtics. And the 76ers are a coin flip. I think 76ers' best uh, you know, chance, well, the best they can do is they could, they could go all the way. You know, They have a team that could defensively lock down other teams and they can go to and beat in the clutch and he can hit clutch shots. I, I have no guarantee. If they need something, they there's something could. missing. I don't think. I think you can rely on Embiid over seven to get you out of jail. If anything, like well, look at the look at the Hawks series last year, the that balls up of the series. Even though he was on like one leg, basically, Embiid didn't get us over the line in that series. He but he was have. on one leg, and yeah, your your perimeter defense players have um, got another year under their belt to get better. You know, yeah, that, I'm a great yeah. believer in Maxi, but I don't think Maxi can. I don't. Yeah, as good as they are, I don't. I think there's something missing that to get over the premier teams in the competition. I don't did, think we have enough to beat the Nets at the moment. Did you see Pete that stat where with Simmons there's something like I don't know seventy percent winning percentage, but without him in the last few years they're only a fifty percent team. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that stat. And yeah. it just shows you the difference between uh, regular season basketball and and uh, playoff basketball. Yeah, it? but but it does show that for them to be one of those elite teams, they still need something. There's they can't do it with what what they have. When you watch them play, you just think there's something missing too. There's something I don't know what it is. I'm not paid the big bucks to work these things out, but I just know I know what it looks like, and it looks like the same thing. There's just something missing. Mm. Like you, the the best. The 76ers has looked is in the last few years is the series against uh, the Raptors with uh, Jimmy Butler in that that series. Yep. That's the best they've looked. Like they, they 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 took they took the champions to seven and it was really really close. That was the best team that the 76ers have put on the well, court. Well, they haven't been out of the second round, have they? Yeah, well, running into them. Oh, but that was one of the greatest greatest series. But um, yeah, there's something missing. That trade is important. I'm sick of talking about. It. Everyone in the yeah. league is sick of talking about That's it. Right. So, and, speaking but, of that, Pete, th- there's talk about um, the Cavaliers maybe doing a deal with the 76ers. Have you heard of that one? For who? For Sexton? Don't know. I don't know who. Well, there was talk of um, Kevin Love. That what, ridiculousness before. Why would you want Sexton? He's out for the season. Oracle said the other week. Yeah. Well, at least they're both not playing, so it really doesn't make a difference. It's mm. like that would be looking over the horizon a little bit. It'd, it'd be Sexton and Love, wouldn't it? It'd have to be something like that. Yeah. Like Love, 
Gee, I, wouldn't mind, I, would, I wouldn't mind those points and rebounds on the bench at the moment, coming off what he, the numbers that he's putting up and the impact he's having at the moment. Yeah, he's not going. He's not going bad in the second unit. Uh, I think that. Well, you need. He will give you something for the second unit, and Sexton will give you something for future seasons. You know, what do you reckon, Oracle? I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it, but that would be. Look, I think. I think the point is is that you don't know how long Embiid's going to play like this. He could get a break his knee tomorrow. They've got to yeah. get a buy in now. Yeah, they've got to move now. And I don't think that. Kevin Love is going to be enough for nah. this it, season. Is Lillard up for grabs, Oracle, still? He might be. I reckon it's good that Sixers wait because the longer they wait, the more likely they'll get him, you know, and uh, the more likely he'll want to get out of there. Well, who knows what that you, – you like Maury. You, you, you've, um, you've backed him before. You said when he came over, you said he yeah. was one of the premier yes. um, general managers. So I think um, maybe you're right. Maybe he just knows more than what the general public. Because I don't think a a, a a mediocre to good Simmons trade at the moment. I don't think you're going to be criticised as much as you would if in other circumstances. Yeah, I reckon no matter what the trade is, the media and all the basketball talking heads out there would kind of work out a way. Well, yeah, that kind of makes sense. They had to do it. Yeah, you know, they, they, so well, they've got cover. You know, Look at the Blazers here, right? They actually one win better than um, New Orleans Pelicans, which is second last. You have a couple of – Blazers lose a couple more games, and they have lost two out of their last ten, like I said. There's a couple more. They could become a second last. Yeah. Right? And then then what are they going to do? You know, of course Lillard's going to go, all right, that's it. I've had enough of this. I, I can't bring the team back from here. And then there you go. There's your trade. And it'd be like if you're someone as timid as Simmons at the moment, going to a busted horse like that yep. in Portland, that gives you a lot of cover as well. That's right. But you came, but you're so what? I jumped on a sinking ship. I don't have to do anything this season. Perfect. Yeah. I, I can just show you my skills and what you can do. And maybe in the, in the off season, talk about your trades and what you can do and how you build around him. Who knows? He could, Nurkic could be the best center he's ever played with. You never know. <laughs> Pete, well, they, him and Embiid didn't seem to get on in, on the court and off. Pete, are there any young players uh, that you wouldn't throw in with the deal to get uh, Lillard over if you had to take a little bit of rubbish back? So it was like Lillard and something, and you and you had to give up oh, Simmons Covington. and someone young. So I'm I'm so guessing. Give me an option. So will Embiid and Harris are off the table? Yeah. Uh, and. I think Curry probably earns too much, uh, but just say Maxi. Uh, Not Maxi. No. I'd give you Shake if you wanted him. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think if I had to, if you had to do it and something had to happen, yeah. If you want Shake, take him. What about uh, Isaiah Joe or Matisse Thibault? Oh, not Matisse. No. But Joe, yeah, I'll give you two Joes. Yeah, two Joes. Curry, no. <laughs> Curry is a bit of a problem because Curry is the uh, a bit of a key to the way that the Rivers wants to play um, the 76ers, which makes a lot of sense, is just surround the big guy with people that can shoot. 
and he's our gun shooter. So, yeah, if you put surrounding him with, you're going to have to find those, those three point percentage from someone else. And Denny Green ain't doing it. Uh, Maxi's not doing it at, at the moment. Gorgeous Yang. Um, no, he's not consistent enough to do it. So you kind of your whole kind of defining principle on on what you're trying to achieve is in bead and shooting. So I think if you're giving up curry, that's a uh, it, you know it's a big big ask. Well, you know, would you give up uh, curry if you're going to get say Lillard and uh, yeah a player who's not so bad? Anthony but... Simmons, maybe. Okay. I don't. I think they're going to want to hang on to him. Yeah, I Simons. think they will too. I think it, he's a, even though, yeah, I think he's a key yeah. to, to the strategy. Yeah. So anyway, Oracle, have, have you got any, do, do you see anything in the crystal ball for the, do, do you think if any deal's going to happen with the Blazers, it's going to have to be like in terms of them getting a star back or a potential star uh, and, and they're going to blow up the team. Well, they've got someone there in Simmons. Yeah. Do you think that's as good as they're going to get? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean, it's turning out perfectly for the Sixers where the Blazers just keep losing. Like, they couldn't have asked for anything better than this. So they've got the general managers gone, the coaches on the hot seat. You know, the, the, the team is crumbling. You know, it's the perfect time to strike in these next few weeks. Yeah. But I think in the end, I think the Sixers will just give them whatever they want. Because they've got to get this deal. There's, I don't think there's any other plan B. You know, I don't think there's, as much as we talked about, oh, well, maybe they can get a Brandon Ingram or something like that. I don't think that's going to happen. I think nah. it's going to have to be Lillard. Yeah, Brandon and- Ingram could happen, uh, but if the Pelicans just ride off the season and say, okay, let's get fit for next year. Yeah, but you know, the reason why they won't do it is because Ingram's a young bloke. They're trying to build a team. They want young players to be around Zion. So, yeah. and and Simmons just doesn't fit with Zion. They're the same player basically. Yeah. Okay. On the offensive side. So, yeah, I, I think it's got to be Lillard, and things are working out perfectly for the Sixers right now. Having a Brendan Ingram around on your side, you don't want to give that up too easily. Nah. Like, no, he's, you're a, right. it's a, he's a unique kind of player. As is Simmons, though. To be fair. Uh, yeah, okay. I'd like to... Well, with Lillard and Embiid together, they will both be playing in their... Well, one slightly at the end of his prime and one at the beginning of his prime, which is good, you know? So I think a one-two punch like that, um, I could imagine... Can you see those two playing together? Like, how would they go in a pick-and-roll, Oracle? Lillard and Embiid? Yeah. Look, I think because Lillard has that great shot from distance, it's just going to be more space for Embiid, and that's what I think would be the um, the big advantage there. And you've got really three guys now that you can go to in the crunch time with him, with Tobias and Embiid. Tobias just, I'd go to as well. No, I don't think so. I think he's more of a decoy. Or he, maybe he could be a slasher or something like that, but... No way <laughs> the ball in his hands if you've got those other guys there. No way. So you're definitely dangerous all over the court, and that just sort of makes things, everything easier on the offensive end. But where 
They could struggle. Is if you've got a backcourt of Lillard and Curry, now that great defense that Philadelphia's been known for, you could have a few question marks there because you, you've probably got the worst defensive backcourt in the league at that point. You don't know how they would play. You'd have because to have they might, both they might, they might the play court. in Bede, Harris, um, Curry, Tybal, and Lillard in that arrangement. Yeah, yeah. But in saying that still, you've got two tiny guards that the other teams are going to feast on. And, you know, it's it's pretty easy to get one of those guys in rotation and stuff. You just put a pick and roll and they do a switch and then yeah, now well, all of a sudden he's on Lillard and they're going to, you know, carve up. So In that scenario, you would expect that Curry would go back to his nice, comfortable position at number six, like he has been for the majority of his career. Well, is that like, is number six at Mavs? Look, if, if they if they do that and they put say Maxi on instead, say they still have him. Yeah. Um. Well, now you're you're sort of just replacing Curry for Lillard, and is that big enough of an upgrade? Or I don't know. You, you, you're replacing out the best shooter in the league with a guy who's a superstar. You know, it's, I, don't, I don't know. It's one of those things that are like you could you could spend all night and trust me, I've heard enough podcasts that have <laughs> yeah. trying to work out this bloody Simmons yeah. um, situation. I, I, I'm pretty much done talking about it, to be honest. Mm, fair enough. Okay, My, fellas, on that note, and... yeah, <laughs> on that note, a couple of games coming up, Oracle. Uh, Nuggets against the Warriors. I don't think the Nuggets are going to be good enough. Um, the Knicks against the Timberwolves should be an interesting game. Well, uh, see, the Timberwolves had everybody out today, so yeah. you know. Oh, so you don't reckon yeah. they will under protocol in the well, next game? I think, I, I think this was the first game that they were all out, wasn't it? So it's still going to be a couple more days. Well, I think Towns is listed. Oh, is he? And so is Randall. So I'll get a bit of Towns v, v. Randall. I like don't like don't mind the sound of that. Sneaky, the 76ers are up against Raptors. Are you giving them a chance? They always have a chip in a chair in the 76ers this year. Yeah. They had a busted against the... See, we lost the car in a game similar, not to the extent that the Celtics did. Yep. We lost to the Hawks, and they had no oh, one. Oh, yeah. They were, they were, you know, going to the car the, park looking for someone. I watched that game too. Bogdanovich was just sensational down the, uh, down the end of that game. That's and you know it's one of those things where you curse your luck because he's been ordinary, yeah, see? like absolutely ordinary. He had and he has a quarter like that against uh, against us, but he know. was just hitting everything and he was setting players up. It, it was a great finish to the game, and they had nobody, <laughs> absolutely nobody. Uh, Oracle, you'd be up uh, chalking up the win against the Clippers uh, that you got coming up for the next couple of days, no doubt. I don't think so. Why? I've got, I've got no confidence. Like, look, we'll win one game, and then I think, you know what? We might make it into that, you know, to the top three. Uh, <laughs> then so we I lose. We, think, oh, we won't make it. To I'm all over the place. Yeah. You've been for seasons, mate. I know. But see, I'm consistent within an episode. So, like, all day, <laughs> I'll be like, Celtics are no good. Matt, within the episode, he'll go from... Nuggets are trash. They can't beat, you know, the Clippers to the Clippers. Oh, the Nuggets. They're the best, you know. So at least I've got that. 
Yeah, you've got that to okay, to Pete. Add on. Pete, the seventy sixers will be up against the Nets in four days. Uh, <laughs> what are you thinking? Um, I'm thinking if we can beat the spread, it'll be all right. Yeah, okay. I Nug- don't beat in the Nets. Nuggets are up against the Warriors on the same day, and I think uh, we're going to be in the losers' lounge together. Um, the other uh, game. Oh. All teams, we're, we're, we're the 50 club, 50-50 <laughs> yeah, club. This exactly. All, all uh, Oracle, uh, the Celtics are playing against the Suns uh, the day after uh, that game. So you've got to be thinking it's a good test for you to just see what a, a top-ranking Western Conference team is like. Uh, I see that as being a big challenge for the Celtics, and I think they're going to be in trouble against them, even if Tatum's back. Yeah, well, look, with any game with the Celtics, it could either be an absolute bloodbath and the Celtics, you know, are all crying, or it could be we have a brilliant game because we're capable of it and we could beat them. So it really is a toss of a coin when it comes to the Celtics these days. So, so hang on, hang on. Oracle, you could win or you could lose. Yeah, that's right, Pete. Big call, that's mate. That's Big that, call. Oracle, mate. Big we can call. beat anyone or hey, we can lose to anyone. I actually that's... predict there's going to be a big win coming up for either uh, the Portland Trailblazers or the Lakers in the next few days as well because they're playing against each other. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> some, of your, some of your best predictions. <laughs> that's what they call him, the Oracle. That's why people travel far and wide to listen to him talk. Mm. <laughs> Buying uh, beer, every pub he goes into, yeah. like the Oracle's here, they line up to buy him, buy him drinks. But, but you know what, Pete? I'm never wrong. Mm. <laughs> Within an episode. So that, You can't really go back to back, though. So you like the Celtics. You can't string two in a row. No, nah, can't do it. No, nah, can't do it. Uh, interesting game also coming up, Hawks v. Cavs. Uh would... I think that's interesting. I think the Cavs would smash them. No, nah, I actually think... That it's possible the Hawks are going to have a little bit of a turnaround as players start to come back. I think they might go on a little run. You know, my favourite team to watch. I might be a little early on that prediction, but I think they're going to go on a run. Yeah, well, one player I'm very disappointed in. I know we're wrapping up, but um, Clint Capella has played a terrible season this year, and I think that's one of the reasons why the Hawks are so bad defensively. You know, Capella used to be uh, the kryptonite to Jokic. Mm. There was a time there, yeah. He's had a huge drop-off in form this year. What did he put it down to? Well, a lot of his offense comes from Trey Young, you know, from getting those lobs and things mm. like that. He hasn't been getting those. No. But but just defensively, he just looks a lot slower. And um, we used to cover up a lot of things for the Hawks in previous uh, uh, years. You know, this year, he's just been, um, hasn't been able to sort of keep up. Pete, did you watch them at all against um, the 76ers uh, where they played, where it was a um, 98-96? What, was Capella doing anything in that game? Was he playing? I didn't watch the game, mate. Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah, like he's I was not... on the play-by-play play on that one. Yeah, okay. He's not uh, uh, showing as listed there, Oracle. He's, he wouldn't be out of the rotation, would he? Surely he'd be on... No, he uh... wouldn't be out of the rotation, but he was like a, a linchpin for them. He was... Almost just as imp- it was a, by far their second most important player after Trey Young. I even put him more important than John Collins because he really was that 
defensive anchor that they need. But this year, um, he just hasn't provided that. He and came off early been... today. He didn't play big minutes today. I'm pretty sure he played. Uh, and I noticed that he'd come off early. So I'm not sure what that was about. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think if all the Cavs players are there, they will they will destroy the Hawks. Oh, no. Yeah, okay. Cavs, yeah, as I said, the Cavs are my favorite team to watch at the moment when they're fully stocked. Yep. I like watching them. They're great, great. Well, they, they don't even thought... have um, Sexton, but they're still destroying I think everyone. they're better without him. Yeah, yeah. I as I was a bit of a Sexton fan, but you know that's when you you're watching a player like Sexton in a bad, bad, bad team, mm. and now with Darius running the show, well, I, and and Ricky Rubio's Rubio, really yeah. running the show, isn't he? And that's the difference, you know. You, you replace Sexton with Rubio, and now all of a sudden it's a team game. It's not just Sexton yeah. scoring one on one. I'm really impressed it, with them. If Rubio gets them to the Eastern Conference Finals as their starting point guard, yep. will that change his legacy, Oracle? I think so. Yeah. I think so. This has been the best season I've seen him play. Yeah. He's by far a much better shoe than he's ever been. He's always been good defensively and he's always been good as a floor general, but his shooting is, you know, much, much better than it's ever been. And um, so he's right now he's got a complete game for a point guard. He's exactly what you want. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's going well. I'd like to – I'd actually – he's one of those players that I like watching and um, I've seen him in, in the Jazz. Uh, what are some of the other teams he was playing in, Oracle? He was at the um, – Minnesota. Timberwolves. Uh, he's um, – Gee, where else has he been? Suns. He's been in a lot of teams. Phoenix Suns. Yeah, he was at the Suns. Yeah. Suns, Minnesota. Is that the Jazz? Yeah, he was at the Jazz. Yeah, he's yeah. he's been around a bit. Yeah, I like him. And uh, and anyway, yeah. another big game Oracle coming up is the Warriors Jazz. Speaking mm. of the Jazz, I've got to think the Warriors are going to have too much for him. Or are you oh, thinking? That, you think it's a close I, I, game? I think I think um, Utah can match anybody right now. Right, and and you need a specific game plan to beat them. And Warriors might already have that inbuilt by the way that they play their their small ball. Yeah. Um, so you would think that Warriors might have an advantage there, but um, you know I'm not like I said I don't really tip many teams to beat Utah in the regular season, so it's definitely going to be tight. Um, I'll still probably go with the Warriors in this one because the Warriors are playing well, but I would not be surprised one bit if um, Jazz got up. So I'd imagine the line would be pretty tight. Sneaky, uh, we got to go, but you got a thought on that line, um, that matchup? Um, not really. I haven't really studied, but I'm, I'm, I naturally head towards Warriors yeah. anyway. Um, just to mention, uh, Taco got, a, got getting some minutes. Yeah. Cleveland. <laughs> That's great to see. Yeah, it is. Where, where's Bowl Bowl? Oh, guys, you'd never believe I was driving back to the mid-north coast the other day and saw a license plate, Bowl Bowl, B-O-L-B-O-L. Really? Um, blue and white, yeah. Uh, if you're listening in, yeah, I saw you. And I, <laughs> and I took a photo of the back of your car. I'll send it to you later, fellas. I was quite impressed. 
Uh, obviously a big Nuggets fan or big Bowl Bowl fan. Uh, yeah, Bowl Bowl. He'd be great in the Cavs team. Suit their body types. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love, he'd play guard like after Markinen. Yeah. They'd be seven footers all the way around, you know, with be nice. Darius. It'd be unreal. Yeah. Okay, fellas. I think we're going to have to wrap it up. And I really appreciate you giving us your time. This has been the Aussies on NBA. You can get us on Spotify. Uh, you're on 2NVR 105.9 FM. And we're broadcasting live from downtown Maxville uh, in the heart of the Nambucca Valley.